Shut up and sit down. Welcome back to Elite Rugby Banter. I don't know about you, but I am very excited that Super Rugby is finally here. We've been waiting forever for the latest season to start, but don't worry, we've been keeping you up to date with what's been happening with all the competing teams in this year's competition with our team previews, and the Chiefs have the honor of rounding out our Super Rugby advent calendar. So Alex, um, you missed your opportunity with the Brumbies for truly outstanding analysis when it came to the Brumbies yeah. because the episode was deleted as we mentioned before <laughs> so yes. so this is your chance for redemption so can you please tell us about the Chiefs right thanks thanks Adam right yeah let me let me get going with the Chiefs so Adam you described the Chiefs as very interesting and I think I'd definitely agree with that if I had to use one word to describe the Chiefs it would be interesting and not just this year but actually every year for me they've always been probably the most interesting of the New Zealand sides and the main reason for that, I think, is because they've always found a way to be greater than the sum of their parts. They don't have a lot of sort of huge names. They don't have, they're not like loaded with all blacks all the way from 1 to 15. I mean, we, we can talk about the Canes later on in this episode. I mean, you can fucking throw a dart at the Canes and you'll hit a, an all black. <laughs> Whereas with the, the Chiefs, you know, yeah, okay, so they've got guys like Brady Retallick um, and obviously like Damien McKenzie, who's a rising star. But they also just like a, so many like no name guys in the lineup in, in the greater squad, and um, guys who've been around for a long time, like sort of the journeyman, and even a guy like Liam Messon, you know, like he's not the most, he's not the flashiest player, but somehow like he always manages to pull out these really big performances when it matters the most. And I think that's what's so great about the Chiefs is that they just build off each other, and they they always seem to punch above their weight a little bit. So they, they kind of actually remind me of the Lions pre, I guess, 2015 where they had a lot of guys who were up and coming and who are now Springboks at the time, very few people kind of heard of. So with that out the way, um, let me just run through the key transfers. They actually seem to have lost a lot more players than they brought in. I'll go from the, the top of the of the sheet. The big transfer for me, because he's one of my all-time favorite fantasy players, I don't know why, he's not good. I just like having him. Um, and it's Hicker, Hicker Elliott. Um, I feel like he's always been there when I've been playing fantasy. Like He's just my go-to reserve hooker. Um, oh, so I, I'm yeah, certainly going to... He scores quite well in fantasy. He's, he's decent. Yeah, he top, top five. No, I, don't, I don't think he's that... In, in the top five, no, I don't really think so. He is. He's that bench, but he started the beginning of most of the last season, and he did... Yeah, well, he was also my reserve hooker, and I think sort of yeah. week three, he shifted onto being starting hooker for me. Really? Okay. Stayed there for quite a while. Sorry, sorry, Hickey, if you're listening. I'm sorry I, I undersold you to the, the rest of the audience. Um, but okay, so Hickey's finally packed it in in New Zealand. He's going to retire in France and earn a bit more of a paycheck, which is fair enough. Then um, Tom Sanders, who's quite an up-and-comer in the loose forwards, he's gone off to the Crusaders, which is quite interesting because they're actually pretty stacked um, mm. in the loose forward department. They've got a lot of guys coming up, like Peter Samu, who he's going to have to fight it out with. Um and similarly in the loose forward department, Michael Leach, as we discussed uh, last week, I think, um, he's now with the Sunwolves in his sort of home country. So those are two relatively big losses, I would say. Um, one of the biggest losses, well, I'll, I'll speak about, actually, there's, uh, there are quite a few big losses, but uh, Tuera Kobalo, yeah. he's packed it in, and he's also in France, um, as is Aaron Cruden, he's, he's with Montpellier. So that's their starting halfback combination just gone, just like that. 
which is obviously a huge hit. Then the other player that's gone that's obviously going to be missed in a big way is James Lowe, who is probably one of the biggest talents that New Zealand has lost since Charles Pietar. No, like he's he's really I mean, it's a testament to how good the All Blacks are that he couldn't get a look in. But, I mean, I think when he had his point and he was doing so well and Rico was still picked ahead of him, I think it was the logical thing for him to do to give it a go overseas. So James Lowe is very much going to be missed. Then, yeah, the final change in the roster um, is in the team management. So Dave Rennie, I mean, he's been there for a number of years now and he's finally gone to the Northern Hemisphere. And he's been replaced by Colin Cooper, who is quite a journeyman. He's been around for a very long time in and about the coaching scene he coached the Canes for a long time in the, I think just like in the 2000s. I'm not sure exactly when. And he's also done stints with Junior All Blacks and um, Maori's All Blacks. So, you know, it's not like a new up and coming coach. This guy knows what he's doing. And I think that's going to be very interesting to see how his influence changes the way the Chiefs turn out and how they perform. Right. Then onto the, the end column. No major influx of players really like no huge names the biggest names on the list are probably Tian Falcon who's come from he was at the Cairns wasn't he um, no he's, he was but he's New Zealand under 20 he was a bit of a wunderkind in the World Cup in the little yeah water. yeah exactly and so it's gonna be interesting I see he, he played in there um, pre-season a couple of days ago um, and kicked, he was kicking for them so that's one option for them at fly half I'll get to that just now and then the other uh, new signing, Tetoira Tahura Rangi, Triple T. Yes, you got the pronunciation right. Like yeah. So TTT is their new scrum half that they got in to replace uh, Finley Christie and Tahura Kobalo. And that's actually um, a marvelous piece of business for them because he is also he was also an age level star. Um, I don't I don't think he's going to get too much game time because Brad Webb is back from injury. Yeah. Um, and, but, but still, like he's he's a great guy to have coming through the ranks. Um, and then they also signed Marty McKenzie, Damien's brother. Uh, so the brothers are reunited. So yeah, that's the the change of staff. Key players I mentioned earlier, like they don't have a whole lot to go on in terms of all black of star power. But they've got the likes of Brody, Retallick. Um, him staying fit's going to be quite crucial to their forward pack. Liam Messam, not the best player in the competition, but one of the best leaders, I think, and hugely respected. So he adds more than just his skill with the rugby ball. Uh, obviously, Damien McKenzie, everyone's going to be looking out for what position he takes this year. Obviously, primary position at uh, high school and age group level was fly half, but he's been pushed out to fullback by Aaron Cruden lately. Now that's opened up for him, so it would be interesting to see whether he turns out for them in the number 10 or the number 15. Um, he is still being sold as, a, as an outside back on Fox Sports, though, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, um, and then, yeah, like you could kind of pick out of the backs. Uh, not sure who's going to have the biggest impact this season, but they'll look to Antonin Brown and Charlie Naitai as the probable centre combination. Um, and those guys could really nail down the midfield for them and just be a good cornerstone for their attack. And, yeah, uh, weaknesses. The depth, I think, is a little bit of concern for them. I mentioned just now they had a lot of players going out, not so many coming in, and especially in key positions. So if Weber goes down with another big injury and you got Triple T coming in, he's he's quite a rookie. 
And similarly, if they have to turn to Damian McKenzie at fly half, it's not the position he's been playing in lately. And if he gets injured, then they're in a lot of trouble because they've got the rookie uh, Falcon or maybe Marty McKenzie. So that could be a bit of an issue for them. Um, but uh, a little bit of light at the tunnel. They've got a lot of good uh, young, uh, youngsters, especially in the outside backs. So they've got guys like Sean Stevenson. They've got uh, Tony Pulu, who is alleged to be the fastest rugby player in New Zealand. I don't know if that's true anymore. Mm. Um, and a couple of other guys, Sam McNichol, also very handy to lead back. Um, and, of course, Tim Nanai-Williams, one of Ben's favorites. Um, oh, he's got so a good goosey, Tim. He's got a great goosey, man. And, uh, yeah, Sonny Bill's cousin, so he's got the genes, covers in the family. And, yeah, could play pretty much anywhere from... He could probably play Flav, to be honest. He could probably play anywhere from 10 to 15 if he wanted to. So they've got a lot of those kinds of players. Um, and predicting their starting lineup is going to be a bit difficult, I think, in the back line. But, yeah, that's it. That's my rundown on the Chiefs. So um, you guys are welcome to give your predictions for where they're going to place, and then I'll come last if that's okay. I'm just interested to see how Damien McKenzie shifts to 10 properly. I know when he was shifted to 10 a couple of times last season, he wasn't as effective with ball in hand as evidenced by his performance in fantasy rugby. Whenever he got shifted to 10 or was rotating with Aaron Cruden, who joined the line, um, often from defense, his fantasy point output dropped dramatically. And I think that's the ultimate measure of any player's contribution in a game of rugby. He is class. I just wonder. <laughs> I just wonder who's who's going to play. I know Sam McNichol. I know he had some concussion issues last year, but as you mentioned, they've got loads of depth in the back. With Tim, actually, yeah. probably Tim Nana Williams is maybe a good choice at fifteen, but more experienced. I just kind of wonder if he'll yeah. be more as effective. Yeah, I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna go ahead and disagree with you, Adam. I think the Chiefs benefited from his stints at ten, mm. so it was better rugby for the Chiefs with him. But obviously, as you said, like he wasn't doing as much of his own work yes. for fantasy points. Yeah, that's, so that's I think it would be points. good for the team. And okay. then the likely the likely backline that I'm expecting is, I guess, Weber, McKenzie, Leonard Brown, Naitai, and then a back three probably of, of Tony Pulu, Sean Stevenson, and Tim Nanai Williams. Uh, um, and, unless they want to, they think it's too risky with two relatively inexperienced wingers, and they have Nanai Williams on the right wing. And then possibly, I don't know, you, I think you were saying earlier in the week that mm-hmm. there was a chance of Charlie Knight type playing fullback. Um, otherwise, Sean Stevenson fullback or Sam McNichol. It'll be good um, for fantasy yeah. if they still sell him as a centre and he's playing fullback. I'll, I'll appreciate that. Uh, I've emailed fantasy yeah. about, about these dodgy positions, but the Aussies don't seem to give much tact <laughs> to anybody but the Aussie players. But prediction, it's I think the Hurricanes will finish above them. You make a very good point about depth. I'm just worried. A couple of key in- injuries, and they're going to be a little bit in trouble. Look, the able, all the youngsters that New Zealand continues to produce will probably step up and, and be amazing and like match it up and do fine. But Canes will be better than them. Crusaders will be better than them. I don't know. Even the Blues. Oof, it's tough. Really? Oh, I, I've already said... I, no, I, well, on, on their day. Um, I've already said the Blues will finish mm. fifth. So I'm probably going to say mm. third... Probably third behind the Hurricanes and the Crusaders. Okay, above the Landers. Okay. Anyone else? Ben, what, what do you got for yeah. us? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say fourth because it's it sounds a bit it sounds a bit weird, especially talking about New Zealand a New Zealand team. But I think they they may be 
like I, I think too much uh, pressure is being put on Damien McKenzie as like the star man because mm. he's gonna be he's gonna be a very marked man. Oh yeah. This is so I th- I think if he gets sort of blunted a bit, neutralized a bit, I think they're gonna they're gonna battle for a bit of penetration. So I'm actually gonna say fourth because just it, between them and the Highlanders, I'd say the Highlanders are a bit more settled than actually looking at that they just lost their center pairing. But I guess we'll talk about that. <laughs> Um, but I, I would I would say the Highlanders are a bit more a bit more settled than them in key positions. So yeah, I, I would say I would say fourth for the Chiefs, which is ridiculous. Like now I hear myself it is, saying yeah. it, but yeah, the New Zealand. I mean, these these are the guys who went back to back with the competition not so long ago. You know, it's crazy. But and, yeah, and they've got a lot like, of the same players that they had back then as well. If you don't like evolve, you're just nothing anymore, especially in that conference. You have to constantly be like turning out superstars. Yeah. It just feels weird naming any New Zealand team finishing second last last in anything in the whole competition. Yeah. It does feel weird. Uh, Matt, where where do you think the Chiefs are going to finish? Um, <clears throat> put a bit of thought in it, and I'm going to have to find myself agreeing with. Ben on this one, I think. I think they're going to come fourth because Damien, yeah, Damien, I think, is going to have too much weight on his shoulders. And to quote my mother's favorite conspiracy theory, James Lowe, she says, blocked for Damien constantly at 15. <laughs> and now he's shifting to 10. And James Lowe is not going to be there. So I'm going to say, based on my mother's conspiracy theory, they're going to come down to fourth. Is your mother a proper analyst? Why do I get the feeling we've got the second the second best uh, analyst in the Lemon family on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Look, look, all my rugby knowledge comes from my mother. Most of my fantasy picks are based on, Mom, what should I trade in? What should I trade out this week? Uh, put put her in. Put her in the draft. I want yeah. to see her. Yeah, she just gives me gut call. She's she's just based on gut feeling. She's so, like, oh, I like the look of him over the week. Not really, actually. <laughs> look, unless, unless you're playing by pure figures, pure money ball. But yeah, otherwise it's just gut, gut calls. I, I'm the biggest passion player ever. Ben, he's been injured for six weeks. He's just had shoulder surgery. I, 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 I like what he does to my team. He's inspiring the point of keeping him in. Yeah, like you pick your Leofano because he has leukemia. He'll inspire everybody from the bench. He did inspire everyone from the bench. It was inspirational. Uh, he's pick up players if he like, up agrees the with their politics or something. <laughs> All right, so um, unfortunately, I, I, my plan of going last backfired. Thought you guys were going to talk up the Chiefs a bit more, but I was also going to say they were going to come fourth. Wait, I want to register that all you guys said yeah. fourth. I'm thinking third. I'm just making sure. Thinking third, yeah. Really? It's there. Yeah, it's uh, fine. But, out of curiosity, uh, where did they finish last year? I think we should know. Uh, yeah, we, they, they were, I'm pretty sure they were third because the Highlanders did not have a good season. They had yeah, the Highlanders injured. imploded. But yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, so yeah. Let, let me just explain my reasoning a little bit because it's similar to what you guys said. I don't think that McKenzie's going to crumble under the pressure. I think he's got quite a, a solid head on his shoulders. And I think he's actually going to be very effective for them at 10. But I think he's going to get injured. I think that he, like, one of the main reasons he's been so untouchable, uh, or he's been so, so good for fantasy, is because he just never gets injured. Like, he he never goes down with anything. He's never even out for a week or, or anything yeah, like that. Did, did he play but the, every but the minute last season or something? It's something stupid like that. Like, and they, they almost oh, never took him off either, right? Was it the so season that, before something that he, yeah, he was, played? He played literally like a thousand, a thousand four hundred minutes or whatever the, yeah. the multiplication is. 
Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, right? Because he, he, I mean, also the reason he's so good at fantasy is, as as we all know, <laughs> he's just so fucking elusive, right? So they can just uh, they never bloody touch him, and that's the thing. Like he does extremely well. He never gets injured because they they can't even grab him. They can't even get a hold of him. That changes now because he doesn't have the same space to, to work with that he had at fullback. Hmm. And like Ben said, he's gonna be a mark, he's gonna be a marked man, and he's gonna have oaks like fucking Scott Barrett and you know Jerome Kino heading straight into his channel. Hmm. And he's not a big guy. Like I, I give him. This is obviously a big shot because it's going to play into fantasy things. But <laughs> I give him maybe five or six weeks before he gets injured. And I think that that after that point they're stuck with probably Tian Falcon at ten. And then you all of a sudden looking at a very very inexperienced backline. And if Naitai goes down with percussion symptoms mm. again, like he always does, screwed. fucking uh, Naitai is like this. Oh, he just teases the fantasy. It's true. Yeah. Uh, just to quickly answer the trivia question of where the Chiefs finished last year, they finished third in the New Zealand Conference, where yep. f- third was winning 12, drawing one, and losing two. They came third. 